a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. Are you making video work for you? That's what we're going to be talking about here on this episode of Story Connect the Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Johns. Once again, happy to uh, to have you joining us in this uh, episode in Season 2. I'm joined today by Tom Metcalf. He is the Digital Media Specialist with Hill County Electric and Triangle Communications here in Haver, Montana. How are you, Tom? Very good. How are you? Good. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining me. Uh, I wanted to get into uh, several different topics today. Tom, uh, the reason that I, I stopped by to talk with Tom today is I was really impressed by everything on the Triangle uh, Communications website, some of the things they're doing. Um, and I guess that's where to start is because when I, I sent you the email about getting together today, I didn't know what to call um, the video pieces you'd put together. I wanted to call them like a, a short film or a mini documentary but because there, there's a good quality to them. They tell a good story. But uh if if you can, um, if whenever you're listening, if you can go to the Triangle uh, website, which is uh, it's itstriangle.com. Itstriangle.com. There's one that should still be at the top of that website about a grain company. So tell us a little bit about those. We'll start there, and then we'll talk about some of the how-to videos and other things you're doing. But uh, just in terms of of those, wh- what are they? Yeah. So. Um Essentially, what we try to do is for for this type of series is we look at it as a piece of content. So it's it's a piece of content that's branded us, but we're featuring businesses who use our internet. So I guess it's a business feature, short film, um, documentary style video feature. But we try to keep them very short, three minutes or so, something digestible, so people can watch the whole thing without bouncing out. But it really, it's it's a piece of content promoting us that doesn't feel like a commercial. So that's pretty much the whole goal is to really tell a story that people will want to watch. Sure, which is, uh, you know, obviously what a lot of what we do with the the magazines, that content marketing idea is, is really going right now, especially with social media and all that. And you handle, you handle a lot of the social media here at Triangle as well, right? Yeah, yep, I do. I do all the social media. I, you know, we're kind of uh, everywhere with that right now without diluting our efforts too much. It's, you could be on you know, 10, 20 platforms if you really wanted it to. So we'd stick to the major players, but, you know, we definitely use that a lot. Great. And then that's the place where, um, I mean, when you're, when you're putting these uh, mini documentaries, which I've decided is what I'm going to call them, if okay. that's all right with you, when you put these mini documentaries together, um, that's where they're living is, is on the Triangle website, but then also on social media, right? Yeah, we everything is also cross-posted to YouTube. So if you're on our page, you go down to the bottom, there's a YouTube link. But uh Facebook is pretty much where any traction gets with these, so they live on there. Um, And that's the great thing about doing this type of documentary series things because our service area is so large that the the grain one, Cream of the West, they're out of Harlowton, Montana, which is in the middle of the state, uh, a long ways from us. But we post that out, and now you get people in Harlowton sharing it, and you know how you know, social media goes, it's just a snowball that grows and grows and grows. So uh, it's a really great way to get exposure for us, but also promote businesses and how they're using the internet to, you know, make everybody's life better these days. So 
Sure. And we're going to put a link to some of these videos down in the show notes for the, the podcast. But tell us, so the Cream of the West is one that I saw, but tell us what some of these stories have been and uh, as specific as you're able to, um, kind of where, where do the stories come from? How do you find these folks? And what are some of the more memorable ones that you've seen uh, that, that you guys have put together? Yeah. So um, the business side of things is uh, basically just people that we know because it's Montana. It's rural Montana. Everybody knows everybody. So as far as plucking these stories out, that's no problem. We just go to the people that we know. But some of the other things that are interesting that we've done is feature uh, uh, organizations, uh, business or schools and this type of stuff because it's and then we show the impact that what we do has on people's lives just because Montana is so rural that most of these rural places, they have better internet than, uh, you know, big cities. So it's really cool just to show what these rural people are able to do. I've just driven through about six hours of that rural Montana, so I can vouch for him. It is rural, that's for sure. So I don't know how many of these uh, you've done, but uh, has there been a couple of, of videos where, or uh, can you think of a video where the message or, or whatever it is that you put together, uh, these mini docs that really stood out to you? Yeah, well, a while ago we, we did a video where we traveled to like every different corner of the state to capture these rural places and businesses and we saw everything from mechanic shops to nurseries to uh, a tribal agency business and it's just really cool to see the way that you know all these people are able to use the internet and it's a it's a big state there's a montana sized internet i think is the slogan that you guys are using up here which i love i'd seen that on the billboard so that's great yeah montana sized internet uh you know we our internet is as big and wide and great as montana is Perfect. Perfect. Uh, a couple of more things. I'd like to kind of shift gears and talk about the um, the how-to videos that you guys put together because it was pretty extensive there. Uh, so this is really where I think other telcos can uh, can make videos work for them because a lot of folks will get the same questions over and over again. How do I do this with my remote control or this with my router or whatever it is? So tell me a little bit about the how-to videos you guys put together. Yeah. Uh, tech Talk is our video series that's all things tech. And basically what we do is try to educate our members and our customers on anything about technology that they'd want to know. And you can go online and find these answers from someone else, but they ask us, we're their friends, we're their, you know, we're the experts. So we put these videos together to help them do whatever it is from resetting a cell phone to understanding their router to creating a social media profile. Whatever they want to ask, we'll do a video on it. That's great. And then that, that allows them, um, you know, right there at the, the comfort of their home to kind of di- dig into that a little deeper. Yeah, definitely. Where do those ideas come from? Is that directly from customers or is that from staff members you have here who hear it from customers? Where do the ideas come from? It's a mix of both. Yeah. I'd say most of the time, the first couple we drummed up, topics that we thought were hot that, you know, show people how to use a Roku and that type of stuff. But we rely on the questions from our customers. I don't know what kind of numbers you remember off the top of your head, but are there, do you remember which ones, which topics have proven to be either the most commented on or the most viewed or or which ones have been the most popular? Yeah, right now our most popular one is explaining how bandwidth works. So we use this explanation of water pipes through a house and that video um, definitely has the highest view count and, you know, that one's getting picked up from all over the nation from people just, you know, the way YouTube works, people finding it, but that one's definitely the hottest one. And like you said, that's not a topic I would have necessarily would have thought would be the most popular. So that's interesting. Yeah, definitely. 
any others that are, are particularly um, have surprised you like that? Uh, probably not surprised, but um, at least for our customers, you know, we had this promotion where you sign up and get a Roku. So we put out a video showing you how to set up the Roku, how to work it, what is it, what does it do. So that type of stuff just goes along. And that's kind of the part of this. these videos is that they're not just how-to videos. It's integrated with the entire content marketing system. It's all, you know, it all comes together in the end. So that's really the beauty of it. Great. Excellent point. A couple of other things. Uh, now, learning to do things on YouTube is uh, is relevant to you um, because of what we were talking about before we, we started the recording. But just a little bit about your background and then the, the setup that you've got here. Are you're, you're the one responsible for doing just about everything with these videos. And, and where did you learn about that? Yeah, definitely. So my background traditionally is uh, graphic design. I've been doing marketing for roughly 10 years, video production for probably about the last six. And totally self-taught on YouTube. Um, and yeah, as far as producing these things together now, I am a one-man band. I do uh, the production, I do the writing, I do the filming, the editing, the sound work, you know. And uh, I, I love it. I like doing, you know, I like being independent because then when I go on the road, I get to just head out and, you know, at any beck and call, I don't need to rely on other people, you know. And uh, it's just, it's a lot of fun. I really, really enjoy the video stuff. And every year, the way technology is, it gets easier and easier to do it on your own because, man, the cameras, the audio equipment, this stuff is just getting better every year. So it's it's really not a problem to do it on your own. Sure. So and let's talk a little bit about that. But getting started, um, uh, were you do you guys do a local channel where you're using some of their equipment, or did you have to kind of start from scratch with this equipment to do this sort of thing, or or kind of if there's somebody who's listening and said, all right, I'm going to YouTube, I'm going to learn how to how to do this, and what kind of where would you say they get started in terms of equipment? Yeah, uh, definitely we started really small. You can start with a $1,200 camera and lens, a DSLR, or a small mirrorless camera, and you could buy a $125 microphone, and you're good to go. That's really the bare bones that you need. And, uh, yeah, just there's the YouTube community is huge as far as learning how to do this stuff. There's a lot of great people. Uh, DSLRshootervideo.com, they have an awesome channel. That's where I'd recommend you start. And, uh, it, but it just grows from there. You know, you pick up a couple things and then, okay, we need better lights. Okay. You get some lights. Well, now we need, uh, light modifiers. Now we need more stands. Now we need different mics, you know, so it continues to grow, but to get started, you only need a $1,500 budget and uh, a decent computer to edit on. That's not bad at all. So should be uh, something to get started on. So, so then just to give people an idea, um, on this uh, Cream of the West uh, grain video that we're going to uh, link to in the show notes, what kind of time goes into that and, and how do you go about starting to come up with that? Or do you do like the traditional storyboarding or how do you go about coming up with the concept for that? Yeah, that's a good point. I think I have a fairly unique approach to this because I don't storyboard anything. I have a general idea in my head of what I want them to say, but I think the reason these videos are so easy to watch is because they don't come across as scripted at all. And that's because they're not. I sit down and I interview the person and we talk for probably 20 minutes to a half an hour. And then the magic's in the editing. I take and I slice and cut and cut and cut and I piece together a story based on what we got. And so I craft the story at the computer. So each shoot, I don't know what I'm going to get, you know. So uh, it's really a lot of fun, uh, but definitely challenging because you take 20 minutes and how do you crunch it down to a minute and a half to three minutes. But it really does make for a great story. 
Sure. And so then after that interview, then you're going around to get the B-roll shots of, of like the grain pouring and that kind of thing? Yeah. And so when I first started out, you know, I would get 20 hours of footage for a five-minute piece. And that's back six years ago when you'd make a five-minute piece. Sure. And now uh, you kind of learn as time to shoot like an editor. So uh, I don't know what the ratio would be, but it's definitely a lot better than 20 hours for five minutes. But now, I, I want to seize on something you just said for a second there, and then we can wrap up here. Um, but but you said that was six years ago when you do a five-minute piece. Now you're talking about three minutes. So what are what are some of the trends you've seen, or what are some of the um, ideas on uh, on where uh, where things are going, where things have been? Uh, obviously, attention span sounds like you're getting shorter. Or what, what do you shoot for, and what have you seen in terms of, of the length of the videos? Well, it really depends on what the content is. Like this podcast, the listeners here... They want to listen. So the length here I don't think matters too much. But something like a video where it's going on social and we're basically interrupting people, say, hey, whatever you're doing, stop and watch this, that time span is shrinking like crazy. So uh, when we put out a minute and a half video, the 50% make it to you know halfway through. Not that many watch the entire thing. So you just kind of have to re-strategize to make sure all the stuff you want them to see really impress them and wow them right at the beginning. And then, you know, if they watch the whole thing, great. But you know, that's pretty much the strategy there nowadays. To talk uh, a little bit more on what you just said with social media. So you're, you're posting these on YouTube, and then you are, are you also uploading them as a Facebook video? Or are you linking to the YouTube video? Or, I mean, do you put them anywhere else? Just uh, in terms of distribution strategy on these, talk a little bit about those. Yeah, so everything goes to YouTube. And uh, we don't really get a lot of YouTube traffic, uh, except for the, like, the how internet works one. But... Um, as far as posting to social, we upload directly to Facebook, so we get a lot better reach doing it that way than sharing the YouTube video. Um, Instagram, too, we will post little snippets on there, uh, but pretty much uh, just rely on Facebook. So the snippets on Instagram, because that is something that I've heard a little bit about, and uh, so are those a different format? Are those a more square look? Are they able to do the, the widescreen? Or when you're picking the snippets, how do you decide what snippets are going to go to Instagram, and then how do you, is the format any different? Format's the same. It's just that your time limit is you only have 60 seconds. So just try to figure out the most captivating part and then tell them where to find the rest of the story. But the YouTube video and the Facebook video are exactly the same. Identical videos, just cross-posted. So are you doing a different cut for uh, Instagram at, at 60 seconds, or are you just taking the first 60 seconds of the, the YouTube? Uh, I just take the first 60 seconds, yeah. Great. Well, uh, we've covered a lot of different topics here. We've run uh, uh, just about about 15 minutes, which is exactly what our goal was. So if uh, was there anything else that I hadn't asked you about, either with the videos you guys are doing or anything else that you wanted to, uh, to talk about before we wrap up here? No, I think we're good. Uh, if anybody's looking to get into this, like I said, go to YouTube and get a camera and play around. Uh, it's funny, I look back on the stuff I made back in the day that I thought was gold, and I can't even watch it now. It's, I, it's unbearable. So I just I keep pushing and improving my craft, and hopefully in five years I'll be saying the same thing about what I'm making today. Now, this is not the last time that folks will have a chance to uh, to hear you talk about this. You're going to be on. Uh, you're going to be speaking or part of a panel coming up at the NTCA PR Marketing Conference in San Diego, right? Yep, that's correct. What's your topic there? We're going to be talking all things video and uh, how it t- plays a role in sharing people's stories and using social media to distribute that. Great. Well, I didn't even know that when we scheduled this uh, this interview, so that works out great, and I think people will enjoy that. Thanks again for for joining me.
Thanks for having me. And I'm your host, Andy Johns. This has been another episode of Story Connect Podcast. We have a bunch of great other episodes uh, coming your way this spring, uh, including uh, stops at the uh, Kentucky Telecom Association Conference uh, in May. I'm your host, Andy Johns, and thank you again for listening. Until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.